Welcome to the Live It Well podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Jenny Gravy. Life is an incredible gift and it's over before we know it. How do we live it fully, live it intentionally, and live it well? Each week, we'll lean in and learn together what it means to live it well. Yeah, and you're going to hear from some amazing inspirational leaders, mentors, and friends that have impacted our life on a personal level. Leaders like John Eldridge. You've got to know your story. What was it I once dreamed of? You can't neglect the heart and get away with it. Suzanne Stabile. Once we can accept our difference, we can find what we hold in common. And Aaron Nequist. We want to be a community that doesn't just believe things about Jesus, but learns how to rearrange our lives to put his words into practice for the sake of the world. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here. Let's get started. All right, guys, this is part two of our conversation with the amazing Kay Wyma. If you didn't get a chance to hear the last episode, man, it was so good. Kay shared with us all about her journey of stumbling into her career as an accidental writer, the powerful truths she learned along the way, and the message that launched her into writing in the first place, ending entitlement, both in our kids and in ourselves. It was so powerful. And so that brings us to today. She talks about her brand new book, Not the Boss of Us. Putting overwhelmed in its place in a do-all and be-all world. Man, what an important message. We all have things pulling at us in multiple directions, and that feeling of overwhelm can absolutely consume us. And Kay gives us some practical tips and some great tools that we can use to really break those habits. So we hope you enjoy. Here's our conversation with Kay. Speaking of writing, let's talk about this new book you have coming out. The title is Not the Boss of Us, Putting Overwhelmed in Its Place in a Do-All, Be-All World. What in the world made you write this book? (laughs) Well, similar stuff. You know, when I wrote Cleaning House, I was frustrated with entitlement. And um, I've never been a fan of overwhelmed because I, for me personally, when I was a kid, I bought into performance pressures and found myself with an eating disorder when I got to college. And I had been in church my whole life, but somewhere along the way, I don't think I ever, I didn't hear it enough to actually understand grace. Mm. And I started to understand that I had didn't have to do all these things in order to be loved by God. The freedom was so significant. And I was like, I am never going back to that without really knowing what all that meant, you know? And when I had kids, I was sort of like, no, we are not buying into this. And so, and that's a, that's a challenge to be able to hit these areas in life where there is the do all and the be all. And it is so stressful and the pressures are everywhere because this message is told to you that if you don't, you won't be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's fine for me, but you put my kid in that and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so, you know, we've spent probably 21 years of trying not to buy that message. Outward appearance ones, um, performance ones. I mean, you just go down the gambit of the pressures that hit us. And so I've never been a fan. And I've said to my kids for years, this stuff is not the boss of you. This is not the boss of you. Let me remind you what is. Yeah. And um, a couple of years ago, because we live in Texas and we live in Dallas, which may be the epicenter of pressures and stress, One of my daughter's friends, when they were freshmen, she was 14, and man, she's a terrific kid, did it all and did it all right, and decided that the pressure was too much, and made a decision that they couldn't be taken back, and as we, you know, walked that road, so much of the messages that she bought into were things that overwhelmed her, including religion. 
and she just couldn't do it. And so she quit and it made me so mad. Like it's still just thinking about it. I just am like, no, you don't get to do that. And I was like, I'm so sick of this. Overwhelmed does not get to win. And it just stole the life of somebody we love. And I was like, no. And so that's why I wrote this book. And it's not a book about that action, but it involves that. But it's a book about putting overwhelmed in its place, meaning that we think stress is what gets to overwhelm us. And we think that pressures or circumstances or life, hard life situations, that that is what overwhelms us. And I'm like, why in the world are we not overwhelmed by truth? Because that's the lasting thing. Mm. And so I, I really, each chapter is kind of going through rather than be overwhelmed by performance pressures be overwhelmed by purpose because that's real that mm. is real and, mm-hmm. and and anchor yourself in that mm. rather than yeah. be overwhelmed by image creation you know be overwhelmed by image bearing which is a weird thing to say because uh that's it's like what does that mean well you were created in the image of god like he loves you he knows you he knows your name he himself says I created you. And he says these words, you are mine. And he says, you're going to go through this stuff, but it's not going to rise over you. And you're not going to be burned. And you're not even going to smell like smoke, you know, you're mine. And then he says, you are precious to me. You are honored in my sight. The Lord God of the universe who breathed life into existence says this about you, like me, you are honored in my sight. And then he so intimately says, I love you. So you belong. You are loved. You are known. You're accepted. And it's like, I had chills. I am not joking you because it's like, why not be overwhelmed by that? Like that doesn't move. You know, the SAT, that's a number. And by the way, it changes. In my, with my kids, the SAT has changed three times. So why would I put my self-worth and my identity based on a number that actually has changed three times the way that you're even scored in the lifetime of my children that have taken it. And it's like, no, absolutely not. That grade is not who you are. Let me remind you who you are. You live in the grade. It'll be a part of your life, but it's not a life definer. Yeah. And and so that's really what the book, and it kind of does. It gets me a little bit emotional because it's like, please, can we buy into truth? A lot was given for that truth. And it never changes. It's the only thing that doesn't move. It's the only thing that stays the same. And if you look for it, it is woven through every single day, like just there. And it brings so much beautiful perspective that truly and genuinely breathes life and oxygen into your day because it is living water. It's like soul hydration. Mm. That's so good. I love that. And, you know, we were talking before we jumped on, I was praying about this because I knew the topic of your book being overwhelmed. And I was like, Lord, what are the things that cause me in my life to be overwhelmed? And it's funny that you said that about the Lord saying over you, you are mine, because I felt like what he showed me was when I am most overwhelmed is when I believe the opposite of that, that everything is mine to do that all the pressure is on me to pull it off, to raise perfect kids. All of these pressures that I have to do things well, that is when I get overwhelmed. And when I 
recognize that lie and put it back, put the pressure back on him where it belongs, that everything is his. My kids are his. This podcast is his. Everything that he's given us to do really is his. That is when the freedom comes. So it was just huge. And I would love to know, as you dive into this topic, what are those things that you've heard that overwhelm people the most? Oh, well, what you just said, I think is ginormous because what you just described is the do all be all. Yeah. And we've been duped into thinking that we can. Yeah. And so you have social media, which isn't very helpful because you see these beautiful pictures that are just pictures and they're pictures that are curated. And even though we know they're curated, there's something in your mind that happens when you see it and you start to believe it. And it's, it's human nature to compare and say, do I, you know, the do I's and should I's and the woulds and the coulds. And, and one of the chapters about it at the end is about being informed by eternity. And it's like, is would, could, should in heaven? Well, no. And so why do I let it have such a loud voice here? And here's the gift and the test, because he says these words through the um, Apostle Paul, and he says, by him, through him, and for him are all things. So by him and through him actually is the gift, because you don't, he never said you had to. Yeah. He yeah. come to me, yeah. and I will. Right. And, and that just doesn't make sense here. It yeah. makes absolutely no sense. What makes sense here is performance because we're hit from it from day one. A mother is hit with it like from her baby. Like what what age did they crawl? What age did they speak? You know, it's like everything is performed. And then you keep it in a chart. Like you chart everything and everything is charted. <laughs> <laughs> and everything is graded, even right. in your work, you know, you, you are done at your performance review and there's nothing wrong with those things. And there's absolutely no, nothing wrong with goals. There's nothing wrong with groups, you know, cause people will say that, well, if your, your, your kid needs to be on the soccer team or lacrosse or whatever it is, cause then they'll have a group. And if they have a group, then they're okay. And it's sort of like, am I really going to say that? Because if I'm saying that, then I'm handing over identity and self-worth to a group and the group's going to change. And it's like, you're too precious to do that. And so you, being a part of a group is a great thing until the group has defined me. And then that's a dangerous thing because, oh, or, or a size, a tag size, because, you know, even different designers are going to make the tag size a different, like you could, you could be a two and a six and an eight all at the same time. And it's sort of like, am I going to give my identity over to that? Well, no, but we still live in the world and it's like you still live in a body that needs to be healthy until you make the exercise about who you are as a person rather than it just being a wonderful result. Yeah, so good. I think all of those things, truth is just right there involved always to be able to reinform. And it's like if we, if we could repurpose overwhelm and let us be overwhelmed by truth, I can't imagine what that freedom will do to be able to allow people to walk alongside each other because the person next to you is feeling overwhelmed, highly likely, at the same thing you are. That's so good. That's great. You know, the best thing for us to stop, you know, because you're right. When we had a young kid, like, hey, how, how old your son? They're talking really well. They're walking really well. It's just, and then you have five of them and you go, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be fine. You know, when you finally get to that place where you, where you have to have an honest moment with yourself and say, I can't do this on my own. Right. And so five kids has helped us specifically in that department to go, 
my kid can't be in everything. My kid yeah. can't. We can't. What do you want to do? What's the one thing we want to try and focus on? And we'll try and do that. Yeah. Um, it's really helped us in that department because pressure's off. Um, let's see. What are a few habits we can practice to make sure that we're not falling into the trap of getting overwhelmed? Well, I think one of the first ones, and it kind of goes along something that we've been talking about, is to have people around you, just somebody that you can talk to, because I think it's so important to be able to recognize when you're feeling overwhelmed. And I think it kind of feels like you're drowning, like you can feel the pressures and you feel like you're drowning. And I think back to school is a big time where overwhelm loves to rear its head because you'll sit there and go, oh, what teacher did you get? Or there's no friend in their class or they got the mean teacher or, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever. Or they're not going to make that team or they're not going to get on this play or whatever it is. And it can be so, so overwhelming. And so and the thing with overwhelming, as in mo- a lot of problems in life, is they tempt you to isolate and to go and to to be by yourself. And so that is absolutely tends to be one of the worst things that we can do if we're wallowing. I think alone time is great to be refreshed, but if it's alone time to curl up into a fetal position, then that's probably not a good thing. And so it's like recognize it because if you call something out, that's like the biggest first step for anything. It's yeah. like call it out and just yeah. say, hey, I feel overwhelmed. And like, you just did that, Jenny. It's like, this is how I feel overwhelmed. So you call out and even saying it when you're saying it, it's like, that's ridiculous. And so you've called it out. It's been brought into the light. And if you have someone next to you to be able to say it to, even for your kids, we talk about safe friends, like have safe friends and be a safe friend. And, um, and it's like that person to be able to say it to call it out and then reframe it Mm -hmm. start going, where have I put this on my plate? Like, where have I made this about me? Where have I bought into a lie that we're not going to be okay if? And just kind mm. of hand it over and be able to say the truth along with it. And some, sometimes it is, this, this could take seven years. I'm going to live today because today is the only day you have to live, you know? And it's like, don't let yesterday over-inform with what's happened and don't let tomorrow over inform with all the worries and the anxieties. They might be able to have an opinion, but today's the day you get to live. And yeah. so let me live today to the fullest, respecting those two things, but not letting them over inform. And, and having somebody alongside to be able to do that with you is huge because more than likely they feel the same way. So then the lie that, oh, I'm alone, I'm the only one is, is completely let go because you have the truth that you're not alone. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But you're not alone at all anyway, because the Lord says so many times, do not be afraid, for I am with you wherever you go. So you're never alone. But to have the people next to you, it's got to be why he put people on this planet so we would know that we were never alone. I mean, if it was great for us to be alone, we would be. But we're not. Right. And so to be able to encourage each other, which works a lot better, we're grounded. Absolutely. That's so good. And I'm so excited to get my hands on this book. It comes out August 21st. Is that correct? August 21st. Yeah. And it's called Not the Boss of Us. I love that. Not the Boss of Us. It isn't the boss of us. It's not. The truth is. That's right. (laughs) Truth is the boss. So good. Well, Kate, we've had so much fun talking with you. We love to close out the show by asking three rapid fire questions. Are you down? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> I have to think about it for a second. All right. goes a little like this. What's a book that's changed your life? What's a discipline or habit that's changed your life? And what one piece of advice would you give to the younger you? So what's a book that's changed your life? Well, I really love The Hiding Place. That, oh, okay. And I read that every so often. 
So I love that. And then Sheldon Van Auken wrote A Severe Mercy. Did y'all ever read that? No. A Severe Mercy? Yeah, you'd like it too. I'll look that one up. All right. And then what's a habit or discipline that's changed your life? Well, see, habit and discipline are such a problem for me because I am really flaky. And (laughs) those two words don't Mm. fall very well within my world. Of people, so maybe it's the habit of letting people trump whatever's going on. Oh, that's a great habit. Self out. So I guess if if I'm picking between that and making my bed in the morning, I'm picking people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, you could go look at my bed right now and be like, she chose people. (laughs) She chose people. It's always good. So awesome. And then lastly, what one piece of advice would you give to the younger Kay? I think it would be. It would just go back to those days where we a lot of what we talked about, I thought so much I had to do in order to be. And I just, just to be able to live in the freedom and the certainty and the love that has been given to me through Christ. And I don't know, maybe you have to walk a tough road to actually believe it, to live it. I don't know. But um, I would love to not have had so many of those messages that sunk in, have had a hold on me like they did. And there, and I just am so thankful that the Lord freed me of that and has allowed me even with my own children to call them out before they happen. Mm-hmm. And um, what a privilege, because I get to hear it every time I call it out for them and be reminded. That's so good. So good. So good. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Where can people find you, follow you, hear about your book, all that? You can find me at thegreatkwyma.com. <laughs> um, yeah, it really is there, but how embarrassing. <laughs> There's links on that to everything. And I do, I, I love the message of this book and it may or may not be a good book. I don't know. But if you even to be able to talk about the message is great. And that's, that is at every retailer and it's, um, you know what? I, I know it's a great book. I believe and know that it's a great book. We're going to let you off the hook on that one. You're going to give it because what you write is great stuff and impacts people's lives. It's impacted our lives. So thank you for doing what you do and being faithful with it. It means a ton to us and and just keep going because you really are helping people. Well, y'all are so sweet to have me on. I really appreciate it. It's really fun. Absolutely. No, Kay is sweet. She's the sweetest. She's absolutely the sweetest. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode blessed you, and we would love it if you take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and share it with someone in your life who needs some courage. And as always, you can find all the info for today's episode in our show notes over at our website, letsliveitwell.com. Yep, we're going to close it out like we always do. Remember, you only get one life. Live Live it well. well.